Yes. Yes. Woo. Queens of the Court podcast. The Queens of the Court. We were so silent for that whole intro. I was like, I was like looking at shit for like our podcast. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Queens of the Court podcast. Just... <laughs> right? You're just like, whatever. <laughs> looking at all the beautiful Hot Pockets things we have on the wall now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's the Queens of the Court podcast. We're the King Size Queens. I'm Paul Jafrida. I'm John Hanson. And uh you know, we're a couple days behind our normal normal podcast. Schedule. We're going through some stuff. Yeah, we the King Size Queens might have gotten a little too king sized. So we're gonna I think we should change our hot topic segment to being sponsored by Mad Greens now. <laughs> Instead of hot pockets. Well What do you think? My, my, I know it doesn't rhyme, but my like, back injury is pretty rough. And, uh, I mean, the other day is I could not podcast. I couldn't sit I in know. this room. I feel you. Yeah, it's 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 a little touch and go tonight, but we're gonna power through it because because yeah. there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm on some muscle relaxers. It's gonna be great. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> are you on on all of that cocktail? That whole cocktail? No, 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 no. Are you gonna fall asleep Just... mid podcast? <laughs> I was falling asleep with the phone in my hand the, other, the other last few nights. You fall asleep just with the microphone just in your hand, just staring at it. I mean, that's kind of why I was out, just like looking around during that intro. Right. <laughs> uh, it's been a really uh, interesting week in women's basketball. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. This feels like a this is a this is a season for for the memory books, the history books, the something. The memory books. I don't know. <laughs> The memory books. Yeah, the memory books. Let me, take out, let me, take, let me take out the memory books. <laughs> um, for the history books. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I feel like this season, there's been a lot of up and down. Different teams have been in and out of the picture. It's been like, I don't know. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, I hate to say it because we say it all the time, but a lot of parody this year. Um, but it's getting more and more every year. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we saw UConn lose for the third time. This regular season, this week, whoa, um, right. which hasn't happened for like like eight years or something. But like, yeah. whoa, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. But we saw Notre Dame fall completely out of the picture. They've been top five every year for the past. They're like ten and fourteen. However, but they've like been that. like top five teams for every year for the past however many years. They play like, Louisville this week. Uh, oh, on Sunday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, upset what up? i mean louisville's thumping so like who knows right now um <clears throat> but my point is just that it, there's a lot of teams in the mix the, totally we, we've had a lot of shake up in the rankings no one's undefeated totally there's it's, a lot of there's a lot more great players spread right. out right you know they're not all on uconn tennessee and notre dame so right? we're gonna you're right so we're gonna talk about some of these it's things nice today. it's nice yeah. Uh, why don't we start by talking about just something completely different, though? Let's just go in a complete 180. <laughs> yeah, just let's talk <laughs> just about like, why all this not? stuff, but, like, <laughs> you're going to wait. <laughs> you're going to wait. You're going to wait. Because we don't want to talk about we that. We got other shit to talk about. Yeah, we got to talk about, we gotta talk about the We're going to tease you, and then we're going to back off. <laughs> just a tickle. Just, just um, let you know we're there. So, let's talk about the pro game real quick. You, you okay with that? WNBA. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. There's been a lot of uh, so WB free agency free started agency, like right? a week or two ago. It's dope, and you know with the new CBA in place, free agency. Uh, to be honest, there's been a lot more movement this off season than um, than you see a lot in a lot of off seasons of the WNBA, and we're just kind of you know getting getting started. It feels like, um, but a lot of big moves, big name players going to new teams either through trade or through new free agent signing. And there's and a ton of been, stuff, yeah. And and regardless of what the moves are, just the fact that it's happening right now is very exciting because I think it's exciting to have that much movement in the WNBA and get to see new combinations of players and see new powerhouses and what might what might happen. Totally, and I don't think the WNBA has seen an off season kind of like this ever with the amount of trades and signings and movement i mean we'll we'll see as it goes along you know it definitely has felt like there's been a lot of movement so far um, i feel like there's been a lot we'll see if it continues or if it's kind of going to quiet after this point um but i I'm think maybe sure. like quiet up into the draft and then maybe 
after the draft, more stuff will probably happen because it seems like a lot of stuff happened after the draft this past year, too. Yeah. So some of the moves that we're talking about, um, Angel McCautry, who just came back to play with Team USA after being out for the better part of two years or two seasons, um, she's going to go play with Vegas. And she's probably going to slot right into that lineup for Jackie Young. Bye, Jackie. Bye, Jackie. <laughs> um, you are now the number one pick bench player. <laughs> right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see her in a trade at some point. Yeah. I um, mean, to get like a like a lethal like three-point shooter off the bench or something like that. Yeah. And, and they have what's-her-name, too. Um, Hamby coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean the other the other possibility is that the team's kind of the other possibility is that Angel McCautry comes off the bench, and that at this stage of her career she's better suited to being a reserve player than a starter. So who knows? We'll see what happens there. But that's a big move for a team that's already was really good last year. I mean, I think like on paper you got to give their starting five like. Up against anyone. Anybody. Feel pretty good You're about like, uh, they might win every night, you know? That's the type of team they have. Yeah, it's also a lot of players that need touches. Yes, it is. And that can be is. a difficult thing. It is a like lot of players you've got that, that many need... players that are used to being the go-to player. Yeah. Um, you almost wonder if you would rather just, like, somebody that specialized in something or, like, right. a, like go a 3 hard. and D player. Yeah, or, yeah. Like, yeah. Something like that. But they have probably the most talented lineup like probably have the most the most dangerous scoring lineup as far as like you know what they can get done on the offensive end yeah i mean i mean they're good defensively too don't get me wrong they have seven players that right off the bat you're just like could be a starter basically anywhere yeah so anyway that's one big move that happened laisha clarendon went to the new york liberty yeah that's a good one um i like her going there yeah i like i like it too it's a solid move leadership you know, yeah, especially whoever comes in for Sabrina Nescu. Yeah, especially because they lost Bria Hartley uh, yeah. to Phoenix, and like Clarendon probably slots in and plays that role really well. You know, as like a point guard that can either give you starting minutes or a be- or minutes off the bench. Um, Christy Tolliver went to back to the Los Angeles Sparks after after winning that championship with uh, with Washington. Yeah, they. I, I was reading about it. They all seem pretty excited. NECA and Candice are pretty yeah. happy about it. I'm sure. Um, so, there's going to be a lot of lot of point guard skills on that team. Yeah. That's all I can say. Christy Tolliver and Chelsea Gray, two of the best point guards in the WNBA. So, um, <clears throat> Morgan Tuck was is headed to the Seattle Storm, uh, reuniting with Brianna Stewart, who they where they played together at UConn for so many years and won so many championships. So I'm sure that's going to be a, a fun reunion for them. Sorry, back, back spasming. <laughs> I can tell. Um, but talking about yeah, Morgan Tuck going to Seattle. Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> Go ahead. I'm good. <laughs> you okay yeah, to yeah, keep yeah. talking about uh-huh, basketball? Uh-huh. I'm back. <laughs> um, so Morgan Tuck's going to Seattle. Uh, that'll be a, a fun reunion and just kind of strengthens their bench. Um, Seattle's going to be... You know, I mean, we're talking about the team that is arguably a defending champion because they were without Super yeah. Brianna Stewart last year. So when they're back at full strength, arguably they're the team to beat. Add Morgan Tuck. That's exciting. I mean, it's a nice bench piece for sure. Dewana Bonner is going to Connecticut. That's the... Which is huge. Connecticut, who were in the finals last year. I think adding her. Adding Bonner. Ooh. Her and John right? Quell. Right. Dewana Bonner and John Quell Jones together. Oh my God! How do you guard the perimeter on that team? That's like, hard. Do you? Do, what team has two players at that height that are comfortable guarding the skill and shooting ability of those two players at the same time? So I think it, it it almost you know you're probably going to get a lot of open looks, uh, I like mean, height wise. Yeah, they're going to be shooting over somebody that's going to be smaller than them because yeah. it's or they're going to be driving to the hoop and we're going to see some dunks, just hawking it. Yeah, I mean, if you pull all the size out to the perimeter, I mean, John Quell and Duana Bunner are both capable of putting on the floor and going past a big. Totally. So, yeah. That's good. Very exciting what's going to happen. It's going to be an interesting team. Um, They're really good, so. Skylar Diggins is going to Phoenix. That's your girl. 
Uh, it's my girl. You it's know, I girl. love Skylar. She's been playing with the national team, and she's been playing well. What, what? So um, Skylar's going to head to Phoenix and help at the point guard there. They really struggled uh, last year kind of at the point guard without um, Diana Tarazi at full strength in that position. Totally. And this is going to give Tarazi a chance to kind of play off the ball more and, and facilitate, you know, from a two spot, which is really good for her. So it was real interesting that they were like yeah, – I, I was pretty happy about – this trade getting as much publicity as it is mm-hmm. and it's awesome for the league um yeah i think she's gonna fit in good there uh, yeah their their offense is gonna be you know pretty pretty high octane in the sense of like shooting they're gonna be ripping yeah and they're talking of their all these rumors that phoenix is trying to get tina charles or that there might be a trade there that's happening with uh and if tina charles goes to to phoenix then what a, a whole new look team you have right there. Uh, anytime you can combine like an elite point guard and and you know center slash forward like Tina Charles with Brittany Griner, I mean you just have you know a dynamic lineup there too. So exciting moves, you know exciting shuffle. Um, other moves are being made. Other players are being signed. We're just you're not going to cover everything, but. Um, it's pretty exciting, and I, it makes me more excited for the, the WNBA season maybe before it begins than I have been recently. Totally. Only because, like, there, it feels more like, what's going to happen? I'm really interested to see what Dallas is going to do with the draft, too. Right, because they've got, like, four first-round picks. Ten first-round picks. Yeah. Four before <laughs> nine. Yeah, four of the top nine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that's crazy. It's unclear how, how strong this draft is going to perform in the WNBA, unlike maybe last year where it felt like, you know, there were at least like you know, ten picks that were already yeah. WNBA players right away. Um, I mean, you've seen a lot of people that are were lower picks being impact players last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, last year's draft class performed really well, and yeah. even, even through the amount of injury they had, they still performed well as a class. And I expect them to be amazing this coming year. I mean, there's some people that you know, if they do go out, if like Satu goes out. Kennedy Carter Kennedy goes Carter. out. Right. If they go. Destiny Slocum goes yeah, out. Yeah, if they go, this draft could be super deep. It's true. It, or, it is going to depend on that. Or it could be a couple players and then maybe not so deep. Yeah, I mean, it really is going to depend on that because those players really put the class over the top because they're all players that feel WNBA ready. Ready, yeah. Um, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, you, you see a lot of underclassmen i guess or under seniors performing very well this year yeah um i'd be surprised if kennedy carter went out this year because she's had the injury and so she just hasn't had the kind of like killer year that you'd want i feel like she got injured a little bit the year before too a little banged up and like you kind of look at it like do i go start playing my pro career like our keep getting hurt in college yeah i guess i guess it comes down to like a question of like where you think you know your draft stock is and how important that is to you if you don't really care about like you know your draft stock or whether you go top three or top 10 or whatever then sure start your pro career but if like it's important that you go down like one two three i don't know if kennedy carter is in my number one two three picks in the draft this year anymore at the beginning of the year she was she was like my three I don't know if she is anymore. Totally, but that's why like this draft could be as deep as it is if certain players go. If they go. Yep, yep. you're absolutely right. Team USA qualified for the Olympics. Hey. Despite a like real close tight game against Nigeria where they came back from being down 8 in the 4th and rallied to win. Yeah, which was um, awesome. They should not have lost that game or come close, but right. You, I mean, we expect a lot, right? We expect them to be pretty dominant through any international play. So when they have a close win, you know, we're like, ah. But like realistically, they won all their games. They got through the qualifying strong, and it's not even necessarily the team that we're going to be putting out there at the Olympics. Yeah. Um... You're not feeling Team USA this year. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just disappointed, I guess. It's almost how I feel sometimes when I hear, like, the men's basketball team losing. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. – I expect so much. Out of USA basketball? That, like, I want, like, 40-point wins every, sing, every single time. Show them that we're the best. 
feel like it's also we have the best talent. I agree with you, but I also feel like it's reasonable to expect that as time goes on, the dominance of the U.S. in basketball is gonna is gonna diminish as the rest of the world gets more into the sport because I feel like it's a sport that has international popularity, but that that will grow because it's such a great sport. Um, and as it does, yeah, 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 yeah. international competitions going to be that. more difficult for the U.S. I'm just saying, I'm being greedy. I feel you. I feel you. But anyway, that happened. That's the thing. Yeah. That we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, big question on my mind, John. I want to bring this up as a topic of conversation. Hit me. <laughs> I adore you. I love me. <laughs> um, the rankings this week. Oh. So the top three didn't change, right? South Carolina, Baylor, and Oregon. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's necessarily the order that I would put them in right now, but that's the order that they're in in the rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, and number four is NC State. How about that? And no, no offense to NC State here. Wolfpack. But this makes me ask the question, who's the fourth number one seed? Is it NC State? Is it? UConn? Is it Stanford? Louisville lost a couple games this week. They kind of had a hold on it, but that's gone out the window. Is it Mississippi State? Is it Maryland? Who's 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 the number four team? Who's going to be the fourth number one seed? I mean... You know what I mean? It's, it's a tough question right now. I'm sure the committee's like, yo, what the hell are we going to do here? So I think there's some things that could happen with like... With like the upcoming tournaments, right? Oh, for sure. There could uh, be the end some, of the year tournaments. Yeah, there could be for some, sure. and you know, nice drama created by that. But you know, looking at it right now, yeah. How do you not give it to NC, NC State? Well, I mean, the truth is, like, how do you not tell the, me? the way you don't give it to them is because their strength of schedule is extremely light. The ACC has not been that strong of a conference, and they did not play a particularly difficult non-conference. They've only played two ranked opponents on the year. Oh. They've only played Maryland, who they beat early in the year, uh-huh. and then Florida State, who they beat. They lost to North Carolina. So they have one loss on the year for North Carolina, but they haven't played a lot of ranked teams. So they're playing Louisville this week. That would be a huge win. Even though Louisville lost a couple games this past week... They were They're still a very firm highly regarded a week yeah. ago. So and if you could they, beat them. Louisville was without one of their starters the entire time mm-hmm. they lost because she was over playing with Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, that's going to affect how your team plays. You're missing one of your leaders, one of your starters. Totally. So, like, I, I think that was kind of a fluke week. Um, and, and the committee will look at that. And, and I think it will yeah. come into play later in the year, if especially if Louisville wins this game, they might flip flop right back into the top to number four. Mm, I don't think they'll be able to flip flop back up that high based on the two losses they had. At least not in the rankings. They might in the committee's eyes. I mean, the Syracuse loss is is you know, that's a little bit rough. It's a rough loss. But Syracuse isn't a terrible team. They're not, but they're a 500 team this year. And I, I the truth know. is that in the in they've a Power played five some conference, teams tough though. That's terrible. They've played some tough team, like some games, pretty tough against ranked high ranked opponents. They have, um, but yeah, it, you it, just kind of you got to feel for Louisville almost in this situation because mm-hmm. like they were undefeated, and then your one of your leaders goes. Uh, they weren't undefeated. Oh, they had one loss. They had a loss. They had a loss. You're right. Um, Who, Oregon, right? Oh, they beat Oregon. I have to look. Um, Needless to say, the end of the ACC season and tournament is going to have pretty severe implications on the NCAA bracket. Totally. Uh, I think if NC State holds on and beats Louisville and and wins the tournament, I think they are the number one seed, personally. Um, But... I think that's a big if, because I'm not sure if they're going to be able to pull off, you know, those, all those victories. Louisville lost to Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I want NC State to be up there because I think it's great. Because it's so random. It's just like they came in and like threw a wrench in there almost. It's like, how did they get there? <laughs> 
um, I think there's a big case to be made that it's UConn as the four seed or the fourth number one seed. They have three losses on the year, but they're to the top three teams. That's all who they've lost to. They've lost to South Carolina, Baylor, and um, Oregon. So why not have them be the number four team? They still look pretty darn solid against everyone else. So you got to think every other team in the top ten has a worse loss. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Um, unless NC State beats like Florida State and they already beat Florida State. So. No, but beats them again in the in the, in the tournament. Tournament beats Florida State and Louisville. Like beats Louisville this week. Beats Louisville in that tournament. They have to win out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, but I'm saying like if they have those three other ranked opponent victories, they might get it because mm-hmm. they only have one loss. Yep. But I think that's the only way. Only way that they hold on to it because UConn's, you know, they're they do play the hardest, mm-hmm. hardest non-conference strength of schedule. They every year they always do it. Totally, I think Mississippi State has a claim that they could be the number four team based on on you know their losses and yeah. how they've played this year. Totally, they played South Carolina super tight. Part of my hot topics. Um, so you know, I just it's up in the air. Like you know, who is the real fourth seed? We know who the one, one seed. but we know who the one through three are. Exactly, that, <laughs> and, and there's very little chance that, that that's gonna that's change. not changing. Very <laughs> little chance. Um, no, especially no. with the way each of those teams has looked in recent big game matchups. They've all looked very solid, very good. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot that could happen. So, it's gonna be fun to see. What do you say we break into our hot topics? Hot topics? Yeah. I feel like we're already kind of talking about a lot of our hot topics, so why not just do it? Okay. And then we can talk about our upsets and sure. the rest of it. What do you think? I'll, I'll go first. All right. Hang on. Let me get this out of my pocket. Hurry up. It takes me so long to move. Hurry. It hurts. All right. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care if we had a quicker show this week. Hot topics. <laughs> you know, just backwise. Five minutes on the clock. And off we go. Okay. Um, Louisville will not get a one through three seed in the NCAA tournament. Will not get a one, two, or three seed? Nope. Nah, girl. They're going to get a two or a three. You still think so? 100%. Even if they lose NC State this week and in the tournament? Yeah, I still think they're a three okay, seed okay, at okay. worst. Uh, Arizona will be at least a two seed by the time of the NCAA tournament. Yes, Queen. Why not? They've, they've 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 played well in the in the in the recent goings, Dance. and and they've had some big wins. And I think that they could secure a two seed. I think they're right on the cusp. Okay, all right. UConn will fall outside of the top top five for the first time since February two thousand five. So I'm gonna say Yas Queen. Yes, like, and, and and to be to be truthful, I I don't think they should fall out of the top five. I I think they're still a top five team, but I think that because they have the three losses right now, that voters will put them a little bit lower than maybe a couple teams who have fewer losses who haven't played as tough a schedule. But I think that the committee wouldn't have them fall out of the top five. So I think it's. Anyway, it, it'll I'm be talking too much. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it, it'll, it'll reflect at the end of the season. I get it. But, yeah, I don't think they deserve to fall out of the top five. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Mississippi State will finish this year as the fourth-ranked team in the number, the last number one seed. See, this is what I mean. We're just talking about this stuff, I so know. we should just do it. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I... I'm gonna. I gotta go with a nah girl. I, I, because I think unless they beat South Carolina in the ch- in the tournament, I don't think they have the strength of schedule for the committee to give them the four seed, the fourth one. I think they're gonna give it to UConn if UConn wins out from here on. Okay. So fair. Yeah. Okay, and last one. Uh, the Connecticut Sun will win the NBA, the WNBA finals this year. Ooh, I like it with Dewana Bonner with you know, on that on that squad. Her John Quell. Right, and I mean, and like the rest of that team, let's yeah, not forget, the right? Team's great. But um, I'm gonna go with Nah Girl. I I I I think that Seattle's gonna come back. 
and like be we're like, back. Maybe you forgot about us, but hey, <laughs> remember? So, yeah. Remember her, Suey. I think it's gonna be them. That's who I got. Fair. All right, right. Hit me. My topics. Oregon State will fall out of the top 16 if they do not reach the Pac-12 tournament finals or better. Nah, girl. Nah? Nah, I think the strength of schedule still, it's, it's like the Pac-12 is so good. It is. So, like, they've gotten beat up by big, you know, one, you know, top programs. So, like, I'm not going to hate on it. NC State will win out in the ACC in the ACC tournament and earn the final number one seed. Yas queen. Yas queen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Baylor's easier conference schedule will come back to haunt them in the NCAA tournament. Okay, so you're saying they're going to lose early or something? Like you lose like Elite Eight-ish? Mm-hmm. Because okay. they haven't had, they haven't had too, many, too much tests in the past like a month or two. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I think um, so. Nagral. So inaugural, I think uh, their leadership and like you know they have enough people that have been there, been there, done that, won the championship last year. Okay. So I think they're fine. Maryland will make it to the final four. Yas Queen. Yas Queen. Terps. Let's go, Terps. <laughs> Barring major injury, Oregon is going to win the national championship. I don't know. <laughs> Oregon or the field? This is Baylor. It's Oregon or Baylor. I'm saying Oregon or the field right now. Yas Queen. <laughs> You don't like it, though. I don't like it. <laughs> Why don't you like it? Because uh, there's enough enough talent on Baylor to beat that team, no doubt, on their best night. They beat them in the Final Four last year. But Sabrina and that team are playing out of their minds right now. So, like, Out of their minds. I don't want to come, come across them kind of deal. You hopefully, like, somebody gets hurt. Like, that's you got to pray for that or something. Because, like... That's a terrible thing to pray for. Terrible thing! But I know what you mean. It's a terrible thing. I'm just saying that's how good they are. Yeah. Without that something like that happening, I think they're just not going to be able to outshoot them. I just think... I think there's just too much motivation for Oregon right now this year. I feel like everyone on that team feels it and knows that it's their year and... And wants it so bad, and and Sabrina wants it so bad, even that much more now that you know with the Kobe and all that. So I don't know. I think they're just unstoppable. I I do too. I was saying the, the, I, I I feel like I saw it in their eyes. Like they woke up, and it was like a scary thing for the rest of that that whole league. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Pac-12 faced the Oregon at the wrong tw- wrong time. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> so what was the biggest upset for you this week uh, upset for me i'm gonna go back to the well here i'm gonna keep dialing up my team that's been uh proving me right all all year arizona <laughs> <laughs> you love the wildcats i love them i'm just going on this ride with them mm. if i if i could put money on like a low bet on them oh. to like win <laughs> To win what? The to win the, the NCAA the, tournament. Yeah, because the odds would be so good. So good. I would put down like ten, fifteen bucks, just because like you never know with how they play D. You just believe. I believe. Yeah, they're sitting as a number twelve this week in the rankings, which is BS because they beat the nineteen, the number nine team last week, and they didn't move up. Um, they did beat Oregon State. Yeah, so to me, that's but they a also lo- lost to Oregon by thirty three points. Yeah, it's Oregon. It's you're 30, playing. It's you're playing points. Oregon at the the worst time. Okay. The last time they played them, it was a seven point game. So like, I I don't know. I I think. Yeah, I think to me like the the they're my they're my team to pick for my upset of the year. They could do it. Maybe even get like to the, just the final four. Okay, so so then beating Oregon State was your upset of the week. Yeah. Um. They did it at Oregon State after losing when they hosted Oregon State earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, 
So I think it's just a really tough division, and it's hard to beat any of those teams mm-hmm. once, twice, or even three times, like how most of them are going to try and do at the Pac-12 tournament. So, like... And you have to believe that just, you know, playing this kind of conference schedule is going to give them an edge in the tournament regardless of where they're seated. Oh, yeah. That's... And I just think, you know, Ari McDonald's could... She's the one of those players that could go off in big moments mm-hmm. and lead you to, like, some upsets and crazy things. It's one game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I'm with you. You know, they were undefeated in the non-conference. Um, their only losses are to twice to Oregon, once to Oregon State, and once to UCLA. And, you know, most of those games were pretty close. And then so, they beat UCLA and Oregon State. And right, and then they've come back and beat UCLA and Oregon State after losing to them. So, yeah, you know, there's no reason to think that they're not continuing to be on the rise. That's why it's not that much of an upset, right? Oh, I know that. <laughs> but to me, I'm just going to keep going where keep talking it's, about it's, it's my, you know. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to call this, this, this podcast episode just like Arizona. What impressed you about Arizona this week, John? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my upset of the week is the Syracuse win over Louisville. Um, Which, yeah, it that's, was just, that's the biggest one. For me, it was so significant because, you know, Syracuse just hasn't had a great season, you know, and, and they just have, you know, I mean, they're they're 12 and 11 on the year, 6 and 6 in the conference, and they just haven't had a solid year. And they had a couple of players, you know, that were coming back after a pretty solid year last year and, and there was a lot of kind of expectation for them. And, you know, they they lost um Tiana Mangakahia, uh, you know, who had had cancer and treatment and, and has is in that battle. And so that was a huge loss for them on the year. Huge loss. Um but they just haven't had a great season. So to beat Louisville, um huge upset. Just, just huge. So, yeah, I, I mean, that was the obvious choice, but like, because it was the biggest upset. No, no matter what, you got to think like, yep. what's going on with Louisville losing that game? Yeah, they had twenty-two turnovers and twenty-four personal fouls, so it just seems like they were just giving up too much, you know, and 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 that kind of thing. But, um, you know, Louisville plays really aggressive, you know, you know, brand of defense, and and oh my god. Sorry about that. <laughs> what was that? It was just a random ad that like popped up when I was looking at this box score. <laughs> I know, right? It's what terrible. music do you have queued up? <laughs> oh, right? I don't know why I don't have this muted. Anyway. Um, Louisville. Edit, edit, edit. Okay. So, no, no editing. Everything is fine. Um, anyway, that was my upside of the week. <laughs> Moving on. All right, baby. What impressed you the most this week? So, I've been dogging on UCLA. Dogging. We've like, both been dogging. All season. Sorry. So, we, right? love, we love you. Sorry. We're wrong. Um, I need to give them a, a shout out. They impressed me this week um, with, uh, you know, some, some very big wins uh, against some very difficult opponents. Um, the last three games they played, they've beaten Arizona State by nine, Stanford by ten, and they beat Cal by four. And they've got games against Oregon and Oregon State this week, and they're on a roll right now. And there's no reason to not feel super motivated and super, you know, jazzed up about going into these big games for them. I mean, it seems like they're going to lock up a two seed. Like, no problem. Uh, I mean, you know, I think they have to have to have good performances against Oregon and Oregon State, and I think they need they can, to. I, I think they can almost get lose to at both. least the semifinals in the Pac-12 tournament to to secure yeah, it too. Okay. Yeah, you're right. At least the semifinals. Yeah, you're right. And that's not easy because there's a lot of good teams over there. So, I mean, what do you, what do your semifinals even look like there between Oregon, Oregon State, Stanford? UCLA, Arizona, Arizona State. Those are all six teams that could easily be in the conference semifinals of any conference. I hope I hope they're spread out enough that we get four teams from the Pac-12 in the final four. Final four. It would be hilarious. Could happen. It would be hilarious. So, yeah. So, UCLA, the way they're handling their business, you know, when, you know, people like me were doubting them because their strength of schedule wasn't super strong. Um, You know, 
I just I'm I'm impressed with what they've been doing this past week, and I'm excited to see how they're able to build off it moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? What impressed yeah, you? Yeah, this yeah, week? yeah, yeah. Um, Florida State's Kia Gillespie. Ah, she killed it this week. Talk to me. Give me some stats. Uh, so she scored. She dropped 25 and 13 in their upset win over Louisville, which is huge. And then she followed that up with a 22 and eight. And then she won ACC Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. So she's just killing it. So I just wanted week. to give a shout out to her. She's having a great week. Um, she was on, you know, ESPN's top 25 watch list. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's, you know, getting a lot of. You know, a lot of publicity, and, and, you know, I like her. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> oh, good shit. You know, I mean, yeah, she had a great game, you know, against Louisville, and, um, you know, three for five from three-point range, 10 for 20, 13 boards, 25 points, like you said. Um, solid performance and, and a big upset. Yeah, big upset. Big. So. Great for the res. Yep. So. You go, girl. You do it, girl. <coughs> okay, so up next, I think we're going to go into our Contender Showcase. Contender Showcase. I need to come up with a, a song for Contender Showcase. What We didn't do one last week, right? Uh, no, we haven't done them every week because we just sometimes we just don't know how many contenders there really are. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, we did one on Oregon State, and that's why I got this look bad. But I, I stand by that Contender Showcase. You know, even though they've had a rough go of it, I still think they're contenders. Sure. <laughs> but... Yeah, so we're going to do the newest team into the top uh, top four, NC State. <laughs> Look out, NC State. We're doing you. We're doing you. <laughs> Coming for you. Contender Showcase. Contender Showcase. Express. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have anything good for we Maybe we should come up with a different name for next, next season when we do this. <laughs> Like I like all of our segments, but hot topics is like the only jingles. is the only one that I really true. No, I mean I love Spotlight Queen. Spotlight Queen. We're not doing that yet, but. So baby, why don't you uh, break down a little uh, NC State for me? Um, so NC State has a big game coming up this week. Big Louisville. Uh, uh, they are facing off against Louisville, which will be, you know, definitely their toughest test on the year, even though they've already played and beaten Maryland and Florida State. You know, Louisville is in a strong class. They've, they were announced as a one seed last week in the bracket uh, reveal. So big game coming up this week. A lot on the line big. for NC State. They're a number four ranking, which is their highest ranking in like 25 years or something like that. And um, they're going to, it's a lot of pressure on them in this game. Um, So how they're able to perform in this game um, is definitely going to determine. Do you know who's home or away? uh, It's uh, NC State's home. Okay. Um, How they perform in this game is definitely going to be a factor in where they place in the NCAA tournament. But totally. we're going to do a showcase on them because they've had a really strong year and they're a really solid team and a team that's kind of, I think, on the rise and going to be kind of like in that perennial top 10, you know, moving forward, at least for the next few years, because they have a really solid distribution of talent across um, their upperclassmen and their underclassmen. And that's probably one of the most important ways to just maintain a competitive advantage year in and year out. So their starting lineup is senior point guard Ashlyn Koenig, uh, junior guard Kai Crutchfield, uh, freshman guard slash wing Jakia Brown-Turner, sophomore center Elisa Cunane, who we've spoken about, um, and junior forward Kayla Jones. And uh, they're a really strong athletic team. Um, totally. You know, from their guards and their Cunane's having a year. Cunane had an amazing year last year as a freshman, and everyone in the ACC knew that she was going to be a force to be reckoned with yeah. for four years. And that's who they play through. You know, she records, she's a triple-double machine, often recording rebounds in the high teens, low 20s. She's just... Um, Double-double machine. Absolute beast. Um, and that's And that's their strategy. They're going to play through her. Um, as much as they can. 
Ooh, and she can knock down the three a little bit. So she can knock down the three. Um, they're gonna try to play through her, and and if you try, if you take her away, they have enough shooting on the perimeter that that you just can't give them give it to them. Uh, Cunane can go up one on one against just about anybody in the country on the post. Um, and if you double team her, she's you know solid enough at kicking it out and finding the open man. Um, and and that's and that's kind of the the simple way that NC State's going to beat you. They have a really solid defense. Um, they're quick. Um, they have really strong rotations. They're a really well coached team. Wes Moore has done a yeah. great job with this team. We saw him last year. We saw him last year. We love talking about it too. Um, oh, yeah, we mentioned that before, huh? We have. Um, <laughs> so so there's just you know they have a lot of weapons. They're not super deep. You know, they don't get a lot of no, production off their don't. bench. They get a little bit here and there, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, in big games, he's mostly goes with his starting five for, you know, 38 to 40 minutes each. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the average per game for the rest of the bench, it's like nothing. Yeah, and, and mostly the bench One plays. One or two people play 15 minutes at most. Yeah, and mostly the bench is going to play when they're when they're in a lopsided game. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's how their stats are up there. Right. Yeah. So, um, so that's really the the five that they're going to throw at you. Um, we will have a really good chance to see how they perform against a top team like Louisville. Um, they have some top wins. Even their one loss to to North Carolina, <laughs> they were able to come back and avenge. Um, you know, with relative ease. Uh. You know, winning that second game by eight after losing by six. Um, you know, they've handled their business against, you know, tough teams like Duke and Boston College, who's having a great year this year. Um, they beat Florida State by 17. They beat Maryland early on in the year by seven. Yeah. Um, so. They're having a great year. Great year. I, I would love to see them, you know, close the year strong against Louisville and in the tournament and really secure that uh, number one seed in the NCAA tournament. I think it would be huge for the program. So do you think they can lose this game against Louisville and then beat them in the ACC tournament and get a one seed sell? No. You think they have to win out? They have to win out because their strength of schedule is is poor. And okay. so if they don't beat Louisville twice, uh, I do not think they they get that one seed. Yeah, totally. Um and yeah. my guess is they know that, Kadeen's too. Kadeen's so good. It's crazy. Yeah, she's so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Looking at all her box scores. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. She's, she crushes. Shooting 80% from the line, too. I mean, I remember last year when when Notre Dame played them with their, like, senior, you know, posts, Brianna Turner and Jess Shepard. Um, <laughs> they had so much trouble with just Kunane. And they just, they just couldn't contain her. And she was a freshman. Yeah, she's so, really good. Yep. And... The whole rest of that team, oh my god, they all shoot the three. Yep, they all shoot the three, Ooh. and they all knock it down. Yeah, um, as a team, they're shooting like 40, no, they're shooting 38% as a team. That's pretty good. Yeah, and that's going to be their game plan. They're going to... They they're, nine a game. Very similar to Oregon. They're going to dump it down to their solid post player, who is either going to put a move on and score, or kick it and make a three. Um, and that's how they're going to beat you every time. And they play yeah. really good defense. So I mean, it's nice to see when teams adapt to where you should be nowadays. Mm -hmm. Not like how I want to say Notre Dame's not really have done that. <laughs> yeah. I always I just got to throw a jab in there against Notre Dame. Jab. Huh? All right. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. Um, Shoot three. So, there. yeah. NC State, the Wolfpack. We'll get a good look at them uh, tomorrow night, Thursday. Uh, is that uh, has to be a televised game, right? ESPN two. Is it ESPN two? Let's just take a quick peek and make sure. Or the ACC network. It's got to be on one of the two. ACC network. Ugh, it's so sad. A four nine matchup, and it's on the ACC network. Come on, ESPN. I mean, it would be fine if. Come on. Comcast just had to deal with the ACC network. Or if we were just willing to pay for it. No, we can't but, pay for it. We can't. No, we just literally can't buy it. We're cheap. It's No, it's not us being cheap. Subscribe to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's our contender showcase. We'll see how much of a contender they really are this week when they play Louisville. There's some other big games coming up this week that we should mention. Uh, Iowa and Maryland are Hit facing Hit us with off. it. 
Iowa, Iowa and Maryland are facing off in the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern on the Big Ten Network. Oh. Uh, we mentioned the Louisville-NC State game. That's going to take place at 8 p.m. Eastern time on the ACC Network on Thursday. Thursday, too. Thursday. Okay. Um, Oregon and UCLA are going to play on Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern time. Um, a non-televised game, but check out the box score. Follow along with the play-by-play. Um, you know, follow on like Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Totally. It's going to be a great game, Oregon-UCLA. And this is a really big litmus test for UCLA to see how do you stack up against the best. Totally. And we're going to a game this week. We're going to a game this week. Yeah. What game are we going to this week? Stanford, Colorado. When's that? Uh, Sunday. Sunday? Yeah. Stanford, Colorado. I didn't even know. 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, what other big matchups are happening this week? Texas A&M, number 16 Texas A&M, and number 25 Tennessee are facing off on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. So there's a game oh. that you can watch on oh. network TV. At 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, Florida State and Duke are facing off on ESPN2, so you can catch that game as well. So that's very exciting. And then at 5 p.m. Eastern time, Mississippi State and Kentucky are facing off on ESPN2. So some really good games. Mississippi State-Kentucky is a game I'm looking forward to. Ryan Howard is back from injury, so they're back at full strength, so they have a chance to make up for some losses they had while she was out. Should be a very exciting game. Um, so check out those games, and John is about to like you know die, so we got to jump into our spotlight, spotlight queen, so we can end this show. So I'm just gonna keep talking, keep talking. My spotlight queen this week is Michaela Onionwide. Oh, look um, at that double UCLA, UCLA show. I know, right? I'm I'm giving extra love to UCLA because oh. I've been dogging them. So um, UCLA's Michaela Onionwide has had an incredible year. Um, I remember when she was a prospect coming out of high school, and I was super excited for the kind of career she was going to have. She played really well in the McDonald's All-American game, and I remember thinking that she was going to be a special player, and she has been a special player. Um, you know, She's really led UCLA over the past um, few games, that they these past few big wins that they've had. Um, I'm going to pull up some numbers for you real quick here. Um, Okay. She had 21 points in the win against Cal. We do a lot of uh, pre-show research here on King Size Queens. She had 29 and 10 against against, uh, Stanford. Okay, go with it. Let's go with it. it. Hang on, we're almost there. She had fourteen and eight against Arizona State. She's been she's been leading the team all season, and her Instagram is super fun. Oh, I thought Um, you were gonna give us more box scores. She has a (laughs) she has a smile that's just like super infectious, and uh, her Instagram is super fun. Uh, Everyone should follow her. Uh, her Instagram is Michaela underscore O two one. So M I C H A E L A underscore O two one. Ooh, I just dropped a follow. Michaela Onionwide. Dope. That's a good one. Who's your spotlight queen? Mine's Lauren Cox. Lauren Cox. I just figured she's probably going to go two in the draft, and we haven't really we Time don't talk we, about we don't her. really talk about her that much, to be honest. Baylor doesn't get, you know, in a lot of play big bigger games. Right? <laughs> I mean, we talked about them when they beat UConn. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Play bigger games. Yeah, um, but yeah, Lauren Cox. You know, she's probably going to be the number two pick in the draft, or up there, number one, two, or three. If mm-hmm. Saw two goes out, maybe she goes too. But Lauren Cox is great. She has a fun Instagram. You know, a lot of pictures of her, her family, and her boyfriend. Get a girl. She just turned 21 recently, it looks like, not too long ago. Getting drank. You know, so she's pretty happy. December 28th. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you, everybody should drop her a follow. She's real cool. She's going to be great in the dub. 
Yeah, she's an amazing player. She was the number one player out of in her high school class coming into college. And she seems like real nice and chill. Yeah, she does. Yeah, six foot four. You know, you know, four really, not like a five, but a a high post. She's she like shoot. She a, can. She's like a Dewana Bonner to me. You know, she uh, maybe not the three range yet. Mm-hmm. Like as deep as because Dewana Bonner pulls up from pff, crazy mm-hmm. places. But, like, I feel like they're both really good at rebounding. Both have, like, a really solid... They're more fours, so... I would yeah. never put Dwana Bonner at a five, I even though com- she's tall enough. I might compare her to, like, an Asia Wilson. You know, she likes the high post. She shoots from, from you know, the free throw jumper. She can hit the three, but she's also just an incredible passer from the post position. And so she really can help facilitate totally. an offense. Um Totally. And she's athletic enough that she puts it on the floor at her size and, and can get it done. Yeah, yeah, I mean, in that national championship game last year against Notre Dame, Baylor was crushing Notre Dame, and then Lauren Cox hurt her knee and left the game, and everything changed for them. Totally. I mean, that's the kind of player she is. She's they only have one loss on the year, and it was when Lauren Cox wasn't in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, that's why she's going to be number two. Get she's awesome. She's awesome. So drop a follow. What's her Instagram? Um, her Instagram is Lauren underscore Cox C O X one five. Super Perfect. super simple. Super crystal clear. What do you mean? You don't think it's crystal clear? No, super crystal clear. Right. It's just so easy. It's just her name yeah. with an underscore and her number. Yeah, it's great. Cox fifteen. Cox. Cox. Spotlight Queen. Spotlight Queen. Well, that was our show. That was our show. Um, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> we're going to go lay down now because we're hurting. But Maybe uh, go hit the hot tub. This has been the Queens of the Court podcast. I'm John Hanson. I'm Paul Jafrida. We're the king size queens. We'll, we'll be here next week. Maybe at some point we'll, Subscribe be, the, to we'll us. be the queen size queens because we'll lose some weight. Yeah. No. Uh, um, and don't remember to pump it. Don't forget to pump it up. Yeah. You got to pump it up. Pump it up. You got to pump it up. Bye. Bye. Don't you know? Pump it up. You got to pump it up.